1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you. We were talking about the con man who um, posed as Derek Stevens and was able to get what about a million dollars from Circa and got caught saying it was for the fire department. Anyways, it it appears this guy has done something like this before. Is there any update on this, Joe? Or is this just, what do you know about it?
2: Uh, What I've read is $1.2 million and they've recovered $850,000. I think we mentioned uh, much of that yesterday, but this has been going on a lot this year. Um, In recent years, it's going to happen once in a while out on the Strip, but here I was reading the story from casino.org and they say that there are details of the story that they cannot share yet but um this same scam there are a lot of casinos falling for there it says there are casinos on the strip downtown and on the boulder strip um the theft at that casino is rumored to be $750,000 so i mean it's happening wow. uh there was a theft in colorado as well, so how sophisticated this is is, is going to be really interesting so I mean but how smart is this person also to just be hanging out at their aunt's house in the end? they didn't even <laughs> leave town so I mean, there are a lot of details that are left to be uncovered here there's a lot of rumors going on about what exactly happened how how it was all done here, but this has been happening a lot. In, uh, it's not just recent happening a lot this year in it happened at caesar's palace in in january uh you know i mean this is like just that that was one of your i guess regular robberies somebody just walked up to the cage said give me hundreds or i'll shoot you <laughs> And they just started giving them hundreds um so hmm. that, yeah i mean seems like it's going to continue. It's amazing to me. We've all been to Vegas with the amount of security and cameras everywhere. When you're walking down the street, you know you're on camera as part of life now. But it's it's wild that they're able to get this done. And I, a big part of it is to, they have a very detailed story. And there was there were reports that this employee that gave the money was texting with the person that they believe to be the ma- their boss, another boss, a manager. So, I mean, w- yeah, I don't, I don't think we should kill this employee because it seems like it, it's a believable story. Or I don't know. Uh, th- there's a lot left to be uncovered here, though. Hmm.
1: I just have so many questions. Yeah. Like, where was the eight hundred thousand that was recovered? You like put it in a mattress? Did you like dig a hole and throw it in there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing is so bizarre to me.
0: Find the bank account where that amount of money was deposited. Get that <laughs> right. out. You know, <laughs> sort of track down numbers and names and things like that. This I mean, is I get like movie, if you're a vi-
1: right, like another Netflix movie that little one hour movie that could be made easily out of this
0: or or a netflix doc uh that lasts like three episodes too long something like that Uh, that's that's probably how this will go yeah yeah one of those weird things or you know the same cinematic features of the exteriors of circa or something like that that we just see over and over again yeah i I can't wait to watch that you know i am gonna watch it like i'm not gonna skip out on that even though uh the production quality might leave, leave something to be desired but here's here's the other thing too that i get that you're a high profile target when you are a vegas casino because it seems like you have a lot of money And the Mm -hmm. sophistication required to take said money uh, has to be stepped up a notch. I do wonder, though, when it comes to, say, medium and low targets uh, or medium and low, you know, targets as far as like, you know, fame and things like that. What do you do there? Because these deep fakes and the technology that is being used to to get heists from major casinos, what does that say about the rest of us? as far as those that do not have incredible Vegas security or, you know, certain plans in place to make sure that you can, you know, take out those who are, you know, trying to take money from you.
2: How about those leaving casinos that have a great day mm-hmm. and maybe there's a celebration. There's a lot of attention inside said casino and you're going to a dark parking lot afterwards. What about those people too? Like, yeah. That's no, actually I, a
1: great point. Like. One of my friends just won $1,000 playing poker at uh, MGM in Maryland. And like that parking lot, just being a woman walking alone, it could be scary. Imagine just, it's surprising that you don't hear about more of that. There's been so many carjackings in the DC area that it's just awful to think about. You go, you have a good time and that's, you know, stupid people just ruin it for you. Mm Mm-hmm
0: it ruins it for everybody else. Absolutely. It does like, you know, it's hard enough trying to keep things uh, on the up and up and that, you know, competitive fairness is there and all of that. And now you've got to spend the money uh, on added security and lights and technology to try and, you know, take out the ne'er-do-wells of the world. It, it It's yeah. a scary time right now.
2: Yeah. I, I was going over the list of, the Various heists at Vegas casinos, and yeah. In here's one in December 2010. I don't I don't recall this story, but there was the Bellagio Bandit. He took he took. <laughs> he's this he was the <laughs> kind son of a, of a cool of, name. <laughs> it is pretty cool. This good job, whoever came up with that. The son of a Las Vegas judge took 1.5 million dollars in chips oh, from the Bellagio. The
1: judge's son. The judge's oh, son. No. Yeah.
2: He was caught after he tried to sell fourteen twenty-five thousand dollars chips at a cut rate to an undercover
0: officer. Oh! <laughs> You'd think the son of a judge would at least Ooh. know about undercover undercover officers and what the tells are. Yeah. Like, didn't sense.
1: you run this by your dad before you thought of this idea? <laughs>
2: Yeah, hey, Pops, I'm the Bellagio Bandit. How you like me now?
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Am I a disappointment now,
2: Dad? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes.
0: this, This is important, though, Joe, because it does seem like that if you are the son of a coach or the son of some prominent figure in the legal system, that you're naturally going to have the same genes passed down and that you're going to be successful and disciplined and all of that stuff. Sometimes these things skip generations like a (laughs) priest's son or, you know, like the judge's son you were referring to earlier, like sometimes children of highly successful people, uh maybe they're not of of the highest quality like you can't just naturally assume and and some are sure but you can't just naturally assume because you're a coach's son you know the idiomatic phrase we hear all the time that naturally you're going to be good at football or understanding basketball or whatever it is sometimes you you can be a failure
2: uh yeah are you making yeah, a I've statement actually... about Belichick? no no not him <laughs> Oh, okay. Not at Just all. Making sure. Just making sure. No, no, Well, a no. lot of times, maybe it skips yeah. generations, but a lot of times it's the parenting by that very same person. You get whatever you want. You get out of trouble because I have this last name, and you get used to it, and you think that's going to carry with you, uh, carry along the rest of your entire your life.
1: Or if the parent is mm-hmm. so involved in their career that, you know, they don't pay as much attention to their kids and then their kids maybe become attention-seeking or rebellious because of that. I mean, I've, I've thought about that too. Like the, the dad's maybe never around because like his whole life revolves around being a preacher or whatever, a judge or a high-profile coach. And so, yeah, very interesting. Okay, I love this story. I am so excited. The NFL has been doing a lot of work to try to become more international. So we all know that the Chiefs and the Dolphins are playing in Germany. So tickets went on sale at noon local time and it took just 15 minutes for it to sell out. Fans were on the phone online. They received a message showing that more than 1 million people were ahead of them in the queue. More than a million. Million? Um, Just really... Yeah. You look at the tweet. It's crazy. So I I think it's pretty cool. And and they're giving them a really good matchup. I mean, who doesn't want to see this matchup? Two good teams. Sometimes we send uh, some terrible teams (laughs) across the pond to play. But hey, they're getting a good one in Germany this season with the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think it's pretty cool.
2: That's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable number just to even consider. That's wild. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about a little bit tonight. You give people a reason to get excited. People still like to go to games. Like maybe it's not the best experience, yeah. but there's something to it. Even NFL games. Yeah, you, you can make a case that you're not going to see everything and all that. But people people want to be part of it. Um, Connor Bedard's going to go 1-1 tonight by the Blackhawks, and the number's now two and a half million dollars in season tickets to see this guy. And they're they're going to be bad. It's going to take a few years, but that that's an organization that people were done with because mm-hmm. of some of the off the ice stuff. But people Ugh, uh, yeah. something new and fresh. People want to get excited and like, hey, it's about the player. It's not about what the organization has done in the past um give people a reason they'll show up and spend their money
1: I think it's pretty cool is in both ju- the NBA and NHL drafts we're seeing some generational talent mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure I mean now we're talking about the San Antonio Spurs when we want to have an excuse not to talk about them uh whenever possible is it just me or does it seem like the NFL plays better in Germany than it does in say London? Granted, you know, fewer games have been played in Germany versus London where, you know, the annual games out there, it's gone on for a while. But is it just me or is Germany just more receptive to the NFL? And I can't quite figure out why.
1: Well, I was trying to figure out when is this game because it's four o'clock p.m. right now in Frankfurt. So because I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out, do these folks wake up early? But it seems like they won't have to. It's much later. Yeah, there. that must be
0: nice. I'll have to wake up early to watch the game, but no one cares. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM coming up next. Time to dig through the NFC South and figure out who might rise to the top right here on the BetQL Network.